near-death experience podcast, an ongoing exploration of spiritually transformative experiences, including NDEs and other phenomena, in order to elucidate the ineffable and better understand our spirituality. All episodes are available at ndepodcast.org. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and guests are not necessarily those of NDE Podcast, the NDERF, any sponsors, or for that matter, anyone else. In the end, the only opinion that really matters is yours. Near-Death Experience Podcast, item number 385, March 31st, 2022, the NDE of Marika. This episode will be a little bit different. Chaz sent me an item that is over an hour and a half long, only the first 10 minutes of which are an NDE. The rest of the time, he's answering extensive email questions from a listener. We know that Most people don't have that much time to listen to a single episode, so to make it a little more palatable, we're going to take the first 10 minutes, the actual NDE part, put it in the beginning of this episode, and then the almost hour and a half part of question and answers, I'll divide up into two other episodes, which I'll be putting out starting next week. I also have some email from a listener with feedback from item number 384 with the extensive use of numerology. So I'll be reading that right after Chaz reads the NDE of Marika. Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I am Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side, and the music album, Home, both of which can be found on our website, ndepodcast.org or neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. Today we're going to start with a short near-death experience because I have a wonderful listener email with some fabulous questions that I I thought I, I couldn't really do justice writing them in response to an email, and I thought these are the kind of questions probably a lot of you have, so we will uh, address those individually um, after sharing this experience. So we'll go ahead and get started with the experience. Today we're going to share the experience of Marika, who had her experience in 2011, and uh, she says, I fainted two consecutive times. This experience happened during the second time I fainted. I found myself into a tunnel of light, which wasn't blinding. It was yellow, warm, and welcoming. I felt that I was part of this light that was transmitting happiness to me. Within this lighted tunnel, I saw it was extended about 50 to 60 centimeters above myself. Then I felt... I was at the end of this tunnel. I felt that beyond the tunnel was my children that I spontaneously aborted yesterday afternoon. I began running to each of them, but something held me back. I felt like I was being sucked back like a syringe plunger vacuum. I was cast into blackness and brought 
back to my body. I recovered my consciousness and could hear human voices. Later on, I was told that I was unconscious. My blood pressure reached 180 BPM. I think that was when I was running into the tunnel. For about two hours, I was left with a feeling of serenity, well-being, and happiness. Even today, I yearn to go back home and step beyond the tunnel threshold. That is the end of Marika's account. And again, it is a short one, but let's touch on a couple of things that are very interesting. First off, you know, she sees the light. She's in a tunnel. It's kind of cool that she is specific about the measurements, 50 to 60 centimeters above her. I gather, you know, I don't know whether she means, you know, the the perimeter of the entire tunnel, or maybe she's toward the top of it or, or something. But for the benefit of my American friends that are not as familiar with the metric system, that is about a foot and a half to two feet that she's seeing distance from her. Now, I don't know if this means that she could have reached out and touched the edges of this tunnel. You know, is this a cloud tunnel? Is this a, um, a, a wall tunnel? We don't know. She doesn't really specify, but it doesn't seem to matter because she finds herself immediately distracted by, at the end of the tunnel, uh, she says she saw her children that she spontaneously aborted yesterday afternoon. Now, when she says that she aborted her children yesterday afternoon, I would assume by this that she had been pregnant with twins, possibly more, but probably twins, I would think. And I will say this about the uh, abortion that that she seems to have had. In the uh, further comments below the account that she gives, she describes her experience as taking place the morning after a miscarriage. Now, obviously, there is a great difference between a, you know, self-selected abortion and a miscarriage. And it's possible that this was a combination, you know, a, a situation where maybe the fetus wasn't developing properly or the mother was in danger. Something um, required an abortion in order to um, save either the mother or the child, you know, in order to prevent the child from having serious problems or something. We can only speculate on that, but I don't think that's the point. I'm not sure the point is to justify her her choices if it was a, an abortion or um, justify, you know, her words by explaining as a miscarriage. The point that I find in this is that these babies were not ready to be born. And they died, either by her choice or by uh, her, um, you know, a miscarriage, uh, by accident, if you will. Regardless, her children were there. She felt them beyond this tunnel. And she ran to reach them. She began running to reach them. She says, but something held me back. It felt like I was being sucked back like a syringe plunger vacuum. So she's, she's trying to get to them, but then she's sucked back in. And an interesting thing about this, you would think this would be quite troubling in the sense that, oh my goodness, I've left my children, you know, or something. 
But that's not what she seems to be experiencing. She says, for about two hours, I was left with a feeling of serenity, well-being, and happiness. Even today, I yearn to go back home and step beyond the tunnel threshold. I don't know if she actually saw her children or if she just sensed that they were there, but she very clearly recognized that they were beyond that tunnel. Now, I will not argue back and forth. I have my own feelings about it, but I will not argue about today about the right or wrongness of getting an abortion. But what I will say is from everything I've read in near-death experiences, those children are absolutely there on the other side and they wait to meet us on the other side. So lest we think, you know, whether, whether that was just an f- unfinished fetus or whether there was actually a soul in that fetus, there was certainly a soul assigned to that fetus. Whether or not it was present, uh, obviously that's a level of mechanics which I haven't come across in near-death experiences uh, to make it entirely clear. I will say that I have read near-death experiences where people in their life review recall their entire life all the way back to their conception. So uh, the point at which their bodies begin to form, they at least in the case of the example that I'm thinking of, um, he sometimes is in his fetus and sometimes he is in the spirit world. He kind of visits back and forth and he seems to have a spirit guide that is speaking to him in the voice of his mother in order to get him used to his mother's voice and get him comfortable with her. Um, But he is experiencing the womb And he is sometimes just in the spirit world. And, you know, lest lest we assume, oh, that's what happens, is that they're in and out all the time. Well, there are others who have had near-death experiences where they go back and remember all the way from their birth. And from all we can tell, they did not enter the body until the moment of birth. So I gather that as far as when... You know, the spirit enters the body of the spirit uh, of the uh, the fetus. It depends on the individual. There may be some that are there the whole time. Maybe some, you know, pop in and out, and then others wait until birth. It's I, I can't find enough data points on that to give a definitive answer as to what we can expect. However, from what I can tell. I have yet to find an experience where somebody had any kind of miscarriage or abortion or something where they did not, or somebody did not encounter the child represented by that fetus. So just something to to both keep in mind and also something to to ponder. I, I did read another experience where somebody aborted their child, like, you know, a full-on abortion, kicked them out early just by their own choices. They didn't feel ready to have a child and so forth. And they met their child in their near-death experience. 
and they begged their child to forgive them and the child said yes of course i forgive you but you've got to go back you have more work to do so you know what a what a beautiful uh thing what a beautiful thing and that is the near-death experience of marika as reported on the nderf website i have a link in the show notes that will take you directly to that account so that you can read it in its entirety. Items number 386 and 387 will contain the extensive questions that Chaz answers from a listener's email. But right now, I'd like to read another email that the show received from Simone. She contacted us after listening to the NDE of Tammy H., item number 384, That episode contained a lot of numerology that Tammy experienced during her NDE, and Simone gave us feedback about that. Here's what Simone has to say. I want to take advantage of the moment in interacting with you to let you and your production partner know how grateful I am for all your intention, your insights, your energy, and your manifestations. I myself had a powerfully impacting NDE as a riddle that I have spent my adult life unraveling and gleaning lessons from. Your podcast allows me to feel that I'm in compassionate company with the many others who've shared of their own stories. As PMH Atwater shares in her research, NDEs closer to our birth produce a much different effect than those experienced later in life. A child's perception of a return from the other side filters through the harsh contrast between the two realities. We tend to think that our return to life here is a result of being rejected by the great source of life. At nearly 40, I finally grasped that I wasn't rejected by divinity. I was commissioned to manifest that version of home right here in this world. I was gifted with the purpose of creating that miraculous love in this realm so that our world can feel less distant from the complete love that comprises the higher realms. I'm so appreciative of your work. The stories you share and the time you take to dissect them validates the experiences so many of us still haven't fully integrated. I wish you healing and expansion in return for all the healing and expansion you offer us as followers of your show. Many blessings, Simone. Well, thank you, Simone, for these comments. This really touches our hearts. Chaz and I so appreciate this kind of feedback, folks, to know that people listen. And we know, we see the numbers, people listen from hundreds of countries all around the world. But to get this feedback that to hear, hear how it touches you personally, it just, it just makes our hearts sore. So thank you for the kind words, Simone. Now let's get to the part where Simone talks to us about numerology. And I think this is an important part of the show. This podcast is about near-death experiences and other phenomena that help to elucidate the ineffable and, and get us to understand our spiritual life. And we are spoken to many different ways as the diversity of these accounts testify to. One of the things 
that seems to come up over and over is numbers and music. I mean, all the way back to Kimberly Clark Sharp's NDE, where she said she was communicated to through a combination of music and math, none of which she is uh, well gifted in, but that's how she was communicated to. So we really appreciate you educating us on things that we don't know about. And as we can, we'll pass them on to the other people in the show so that you can put more pieces of the puzzle together. So Simone writes, your recent podcast uses a great deal of symbolism that could be translated in arcane studies. Reflexology, Qigong, and Chinese medicine refer to the left side of the body as the feminine. The feminine implies the receptive nature of humanity, the spiritual, the creative, the sensitive, the inner world, the yin energy. When we, for instance, may repeatedly injure the left side of our body, our angels, even our bodies, are attempting to inform us of something that we need to offer attention to in relation to receiving or something that is originating from within us. Regarding the numbers in the writer's NDE narrative, you read the equivalent of a spiritual sentence. And you remember the numbers were one zero four seven two 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 simone says this is essentially a spiritual language a full sentence with many layers of instruction available to gain i by default use numerology to understand numbers that are provided in serendipitous moments a number in the first place denotes begin this or lead in this way a number in the second place denotes harmonize this or balance that. A third place number hints at witness the divine or communicate this. In that vein, each number also holds individually meanings. So applying this process, I immediately thought in hearing your podcast was as follows. The number one, begin to. The number zero, amplification of said message and balance by tuning into your spiritual path. And the number four, allow the mystery to communicate with you. The number seven holds both a fourth and a first place in the sentence. In the fourth place, it means work with your soul in manifesting your in the first place, new beginnings. The number two is in a fifth and a second place. As in the fifth place, new adventure allows you. In the second place, to better harmonize. 22 is a master number that indicates we are in the presence of the divine and that we can follow that masterful example to learn how to integrate and balance that behavior in our own life. In the spirit world, phenomena often arrive in threes. So this is like an amen to the sentence. So if I'm understanding this interpretation that Simone provides, it seems that both 
the negative and the positive visions that Tammy H. experienced translate into begin to balance by tuning into your spiritual path and allow the mystery to communicate to you. Begin to balance by tuning into your spiritual path and allow the mystery to communicate with you. Work with your soul in manifesting your new beginnings as your new adventure allows you to better harmonize. And of course, she was in the presence of the divine. And she did say in her account that she received a telepathic message from God telling her to be baptized again. Simone continues, A fantastic website by Joanne Walmsley, a.k.a. Joanne Sacred Scribe, also offers a translation catalog of numbers 0 to 3,600 in short essays, in addition to repetitive number patterns such as 1s and 3s, 9s and 2s. There's a link in the show notes to this website that Simone has provided for us. She continues, regarding the number 104, angel number 104 encourages progressive change, renewal, and growth, and tells you to share your knowledge and wisdom with others. It also tells you that what you put your efforts towards will reap rewards in the future. If you act with caution and wisdom, you will be successful in business, money matters, and life in general. Begin worthwhile projects that will bring long-term benefits and future successes. Angel number 104 is a message from your angels to be careful what you wish for, as you just might get it. Stay positive, optimistic, and practical to ensure that you manifest what you want, rather than what you don't want. Building strong foundations from well-laid plans ensures future stability, progress, and successes. It asks you to put your efforts and focus towards your long-term goals and aspirations and encourages you to work with your purpose, passion, and drive. Angel number 104 brings a message that you are to courageously step forward in the direction of your true life purpose and trust that the things you require will manifest when needed in your life. Angel number 104 also tells you that your thoughts, feelings, emotions, actions, and overall outlook are being positively boosted by your angels so that you can continue to manifest all that you want and need in your life. The message of angel number 104 can also be careful what you wish for. The number 72 Angel number 72 brings a message from the angels that you have been working from your heart and soul to help, assist, and serve others, and you have been living your divine life mission and soul purpose with passion and commitment. You have found balance and harmony within yourself, and this is being reflected outwards to others. The angels applaud you in your efforts and fully support and encourage you to continue on your current path. Keep up the good work. Angel number 72 is a message from your angels that you are using your inner wisdom, intelligence, and your intuition when making decisions with life choices. 
Your angels encourage you to continue in this vein and trust that you are being fully supported by your angels and the universal energies. Angel number 22 encourages you to work diligently on your spiritual life path and soul purpose. Angel number 22 brings a message from your angels that you are to take a balanced, harmonious, and peaceful stance in all areas of your life. Stand strong in your personal convictions and act accordingly. You have a great deal to achieve, and with devotion and inner wisdom, you will be able to successfully manifest your desired results. Angel number 22 can turn the most ambitious of dreams into reality. Angel number 22 asks you to see the larger picture and to work with the details necessary to complete that picture. Angel number 22 encourages you to bring things through to fruition on both the spiritual and material planes. Angel number 22 is a message from your angels to maintain your convictions and keep an optimistic outlook and a positive attitude as your desires are currently being manifested for you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and insights into numerology, Simone. Certainly an area I'm not familiar with. But we do hear about it in the reports. So to get some more insight is very much appreciated. Chaz and I really appreciate the feedback, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast with others. Please join our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, NDE Podcast, and share what you know, share what you feel. We appreciate it. The community's growing, and uh, it's a safe place. Hope to see you there. So until next time, this is your host, John Messer, reminding you that it's all about attitude and gratitude, and our attitude should always be love.